Today on the Gaming UK podcast, PSP Go sales fail, the PlayStation 3 network has a new update, Pokemon Heart Gold and Silver reviews, the Xbox 360 is gaining USB support, and the gaming rehab has opened in the UK. Plus, of course, what we're playing, our game of the week, and some reviews. You're listening to the Gaming UK podcast. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Stefano. And let's get straight in with the news. First bit of news today is about the PSP Go and how its sales have failed to impress. Sony introduced this console last year to take over the spot of the PSP. And at the price it's currently selling at, which is about $240 um, US price, and obviously a bit less... Um, in the UK, it's actually available for about £180. Um, it really has not been selling very well. Considering you can get the PS3 for around £270, this may be one of the reasons why the console has not been doing too well. Um, we have actually learnt that the console has sold... Well, let's, let's give you an example. For example, in the first week of March in Japan, the original PSP sold 61,000 units, but the PSP Go only shifted 1,200 units. Why do you think this is, Stefano? Well, um, I think it's because um, um, I think it's because the PSP Go, um, you can just download games from the store. Absolutely, I completely agree. Because the way that they've made it is that. If a new game comes out, sometimes a new game is not available immediately on the store. If the new game has just come out, sometimes it may not be the same price. It may be more expensive. Um, you have to use your own bandwidth allowance to download it. You can't go to the shop and actually own a game. Um, it doesn't seem to be going very well. Um rnets.com.ua said that Sony had hoped the PSP Go would help it recover from poor sales early in 2009, but instead of shipping 1 million units during the fiscal year's March as it originally hoped, Sony has ended up slashing its forecast from the whole time of the year from 15 to 10 million units. Um, apparently these aren't the only issues. The DSi XL has also launched, and that may be taking away some of the the steam that was in the bandwagon. But overall, doesn't seem too good for Sony, does it? No. Um, and um, also, the PlayStation 3 really hasn't been going that well. It really hasn't. PlayStation um, and Sony have said that they have a longer-term strategy, which means that because their console is more advanced than others, that the PlayStation 3 will eventually outsell all the other consoles. Whether that will or will not happen remains to be seen. PlayStation 2 was obviously extremely um, popular in the previous generation, did win the war between the consoles, but we'll see how that works out this time. So on to our next bit of news. So today, the 18th of March 2010, Sony has told us that it will be updating its PlayStation Store with loads and loads of games. Um... One of the biggest things is a massive expansion pack for Dragon Age Origins, 
and it adds approximately around 25 hours of story-related missions, as well as new characters and skills. Um, earlier this week, Patchwork Heroes is released for the PSP, and again, looks like it's going to provide hours of fun. Um, yeah, um, um, also, one of the updates is is for Little Big Planet on the on the PSP for the um store. Uh, we also have a lot of special offers going on at the moment. We have let's take a look at some of the the bigger ones. We have, for example, the game Exit for the PSP. It was eleven pound ninety nine. It's now available for six twenty nine. So that's nearly half off. Um, other games we have Splinter Cell's Essentials for PSP. Also used to be around sixteen pounds. Now eight pounds. So that's half price. We have a new downloadable game, Wakeboarding HD, available for £12, and that's rated at 7 We also have a lot of additional game content, in addition to Dragon Age Origins, which is available for around £32 as the expansion. They have Need to Speed Shift with a lot of extra um, races and car possibly cars. I'm not completely sure on the details of this. That's rated, uh, that's priced at £8. We also have um, Rock Band with a lot of new songs, some starting from 59p, and it includes um, a lot of Lady Gaga songs, such as Bad Romance, Just Dance, Monster Poker Face, which um, is really good for those of you that like it. You can get a whole pack for three forty nine. Um, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, um, uh, if uh, you're a fan of um, uh, Heavy Rain, um, um, there's um, a new dynamic theme com um, coming out. Um, that's good to hear. I think and it's only for the PlayStation. I think it's only for the PlayStation Three. I'm not sure about PSP. Um, sadly, once again, Sony has decided to charge you for what is essentially a wallpaper and some icons at one pound sixty for this heavy rain theme. But if you like it, go on and buy it. Um, anything else that's really big? We have some downloadable games, such as Lego Batman for around £15. And there seems to be a lot of downloadable games which are not available in Portugal and the Russian Federation. A lot, Pretty much all of these are not available in Portugal. We have Smackdown vs. Raw 2009, not available in Portugal. Super Collapse 3, Seven Ones of the Ancient World, SpongeBob SquarePants. Don't know what's wrong with restrictions there. Um, there are, of course, a few free add-ons. We've got Little Big Planet PSP with some free add-ons, and Echo Shift has a shuttle and space level packs available for free as well. Buzz Quiz World has an update for around three pound twenty. So lots and lots of um, extra content, especially the the free extra content for Little Big Planet, which I'm finding quite exciting. Don't know if they could bring that over to PS3. Has there been any big Little Big Planet updates lately? Um, apart from uh, the big one where um uh, you can create on uh, online a couple of weeks ago. No, not really. We had the water base route um a while ago. Is it is the water out in full now? Yes, it is. It's a, it's the post of the Caribbean. Oh yes, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, Christmas. How much was it? Around three pounds fifty, was it? Yeah, I think it still is that price. That I think that's a reasonable price. Um, 
Little Big Planet 2, has this been announced? No, I, I really hope it is, to be honest. I, I don't, to be honest, I don't think it's going to come out. I think they'd rather do expansions and sell the game in that way because the way they're doing it now seems to be working for them. Um, uh, the thing is, um, Little Big Planet is only seven, is only seven twenty p and not one hundred and eighty. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of the games that are coming out are not taking advantage of the full ten eighty p. Whether that's because they can't, um, render with their systems and it will take too long for them to render the game at 1080p um or it could just physically be impossible there was actually a game that came out recently um that said that they weren't even using half of the ps3's full power so it's quite interesting to see that ps3 does have a lot of power waiting to go if you thought we were only going to talk about ps3 well you'd be wrong well the Xbox 360 seems to be gaining USB storage support in a 2010 update as reported by Joystick. Um, documentation obtained by them says that they have confirmed on two, by two separate sources that USB mass storage device support on Xbox 360 will soon be a reality. Now, this is an interesting thing because currently um, the system partition occupies about half a gig of space and um, the consumer partition occupies the remainder of it, or 16 GB, whichever is smallest. I don't see why it's only 16 GB that you get for it, but um, this artificial cap um, of 16 gig doesn't seem to be necessary, and it's only a fraction of the size of the massive 120 gigabyte hard drive that's actually shipped at the moment. Um, There are free USB ports on the console, which means that you'll be able to plug in either USB sticks or a whole hard drive, um, which you can use apparently, you'll be able to use up a maximum of 32 gigabytes um, on each device. Hopefully this will be more, because these are all still rumours, no confirmation. Um, anything to add? Um, what's called? I think that um, this might only be used for um, videos and... Um like and songs or something like that <laughs> so <laughs> so um so um i don't really see like the need for this only if like um people need more space really yeah because the playstation is of course a media center which means that you can um have your doc not documents but other files such as music mm-hmm. and videos and films and podcasts and you can have them extended onto your tv which is useful but usually you'll be streaming that kind of stuff um it doesn't have a built-in podcast client which would be good neither does ps3 it'll be really good to have something that could download them automatically kind of what the apple tv does um we'd like to see an update to that and moving on to our next bit of news so as you may know Pokemon Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver have been recently released for the amazing DS console. Now, these are released as a double pack, and they come with a little, little gizmo, which we call a Pokewalker. And we'll get more to, to that idea in a bit. The game itself, I've got to say, is a very... It looks to be a very, very good game. It's 
it's now you don't get the big aerial view from the top you've actually got a more slanted view so in the same way that Google Maps has a big top view and uh, Microsoft Maps have a slightly side-on view slightly isometric this is what you get in this one you get to see a different angle of Pokemon you don't just have a little circle moving around which is your characters slightly different you get to see the size of them and of course it comes with the Pokewalker so in the game itself the background music um, seems to have done, gone much better, much major improvements in that. Um, the, the game mechanics are the same, your fights, Pokemon, you'll find them. Um, you've got gym leaders to build, and in this one there's actually 16, which is double um, the amount of any other Pokemon title. Um, you can easily spend over 100 hours playing this, which is does make it really good value for money. One of the downsides is that the voices of the characters um, are not, basically they have not improved in the last 10 years. Back when um, Silver and Gold came out in 2000, the way that Pokemon sounded, that's exactly what they sound like now. Um, that could be good, it could be bad, depends on whether you like it or not. Also, let's get to the point of the Pokewalker. What it is, is essentially a very fancy pedometer and as you walk you have your you can actually beam one of your pokemon onto it this all comes in, this actually comes included into the pack so it's a pedometer that looks like a pokeball you can actually put one of your pokemon inside this pokewalker and as you walk around you can add up to one level to it so your steps are actually encouraging you to get more fit while also encouraging um you to grow in the pokemon world um, this is an interesting idea because it does get people to be more active and it, I like the idea. And also it's got this what's function, which um, they can be collected and you can unlock new walking paths. And then there's different collections of items um, for you to discover as you walk about. Um, with these what's you can also play little mini games. Um, what do you think of this? I've also I've always been a big fan of Pokemon. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Um because um I remember I remember like uh like um uh, you um used to collect Pokemon cards and things. But anyway back to this. Um I think this is a really good way of um exercising if you love games yeah um the game itself it does seem to be a reasonable update it does seem to have got a lot of people excited um it you've obviously got the double screen which allows the game to be slightly different you've got the graphics are a lot better and um a lot better than they were in the Game Boy Color back in the day yeah of course because the DS doesn't have the best graphics in the world. It doesn't actually have the best graphics, but um, it seems to be a good update. So, Pokemon is now available on the DS for DS, DS Lite, and all of these. Yeah, DSi, DSL, whatever. And you can... Let me check. Can you actually buy them individually? You can actually buy them individually. Mm. They are around £29 and will be released in the UK on the 26th of March.
And finally, of course, we have our story about Gamer Rehab. It's actually a new service, they're calling it, that um, the Metro has been reporting on this morning. And it's a hospital that's aimed to treat 15, 17-year-olds addicted to gaming. The internet, mobile phones, essentially technology. They actually dubbed a new word, which they're calling screenagers. I find that word pretty disgusting, and I've never heard it before. But the thing is, in the evening standard, yeah, it says that it was for also 12 euros, so I don't know which one is actually true. Yeah, it does seem to just be for general teenagers. I do know some people who have um, problems, hi Stefano, with um, this. Yeah. Basically, I think there should be some form... The way that booklets recommend that you should take a break every 45 minutes and have a 15-minute break, I agree with that. I think they should definitely publish those warnings there. But I also think that the game itself should warn you every 45 minutes or so so to have a break. And if it gets to the point where you're not having a break, it should literally just blank out the screen for a while. Because you might call it overprotective, but I don't think we should be allowing um, our children, our teenagers, to actually have their eyesight ruined through excessive use of computer games. Not only that, there's always these arguments about if you play games, um, you you could become more violent. The thing is, um, I I don't really agree with you because... Um, because um sometimes um inside the manuals which I read, which is quite sad, um um uh, um uh, it basically says I think it I think it is to have a fifteen minute break every hour or forty five minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was just talking about. Yeah, but you said they actually like they they should include it somewhere, but they do include it somewhere. No, I'm saying I I said that they do actually include it in the manuals, but they should make it a feature in the game. Or in the console. It should be... I, I think it should be in the console. It should allow you to tell you to have a break. There are actually TVs now which have a little light which actually flashes red. And um, it can actually sense if you're in front of the TV. These sensors, they're amazing. They can be used for, for example... There's two uses for them. You can use them for either monitoring how long you've been in front of the TV. And when you leave it, the screen goes black. The sound continues, thereby saving you power and saving everyone, um, saving the environment. But there's also the other use of it, which is this idea that the TV could warn you every 30, 45, one hour. Obviously, you'd be able to switch it off, but it should be able to warn you and tell you that, okay, now you should have a break. Um, We are slowly moving up the topic. Do you think we need the game of rehab? Um, I think for some really, really addictive people, and I know one of them, by by the way, in case you were about to add that. Um, I think this might be useful for some people, but I think for for um, the teenagers, they, they they really do have their mom and dad there to um, just tell them to like Stop. do your homework. Yeah, um, I just want to say that. If you think these are just people, you may even think now that, oh no, I'm going to have to go to a clinic or something. No. If you're one of the people that just wants to play a game for two, three, four hours, I think that's bad. But 
Um, there's actually a case of Dr. Graham who's running the um, rehab service. And one of his patients, um, when asked to shut down their computers, they just got so angry at their parents that the police had to be called in to stop the argument. So it's become such an extreme case that I think I don't think it's a bad idea. In case you've been wondering what we've been playing, it's time for our weekly segment, funnily entitled "What We've Been Playing." This week's Stefano has been playing a bit of a classic. It's Fallout Three. For the PlayStation Three, so what do you think of the game? Well, um, this game is about two years, I think, old, and it is still good as when it was released. Um, okay, let's start off with the graphics. What do you think of the graphics? Graphics. Well, I think they're still good, but the bad thing about them are the faces. The faces are just plain. That's it. So, do they have eyes and mouths? Yeah, that's what I mean by your plane. They they ha- ha- have, like, eyes, mouth, a nose, and, like, um, a does different sk- coloured hair. And but that's does it. So, I assume by you saying this, the skin doesn't look like it's realistic. Yeah. Although, for, for like, older people, they um just put, like, they just put, like, wrinkles and, and things on okay. the faces. So, um, what do you think of the gameplay itself? I've been seeing you play it, and it seems to me like it's a complete clone of Oblivion. They are made by the same company, but I find um, Fallout 3 a lot more addictive, and Oblivion is actually about one year younger than, I mean, older than um, Fallout 3. Yeah, um, they probably, they might have been working on both at the same time, but... I can see that they've definitely used the same gaming engine because it's the same kind of mechanics where you walk up, you walk up someone, you ask them a series of questions, you choose the answer that you want, they talk to you back. You don't even hear yourself talking to them, which could be... It, it eliminates those cinematic scenes. Um, the thing is, um, in the Fallout 3, you actually choose what, what, like, um, you, what you, you want to look like. And oh, you, okay. Um... Yeah, that's one of those minor differences in the game. What do you think about sounds and just generally what the soundtracks are like? I know it has radio. What do you think of that? Well, um, I think that the radio feature is really good because I always listen to one radio station. It's called Galaxy News Radio. Yeah, it seems to be the same thing um, with how people treat GTA and the way that... You you kind of have one radio station which you're pretty much faithful to. Yeah, because uh, like the other one radio station or two is it is really really bad. So I don't really want to tune tune into a bad radio station. Um. So now, just a general overview of the game. What do you think? Would you recommend it? Um. What it what has made it good? What are its pitfalls? Well, what made it good is uh, the fantastic weapons. Um, uh, um, uh, you can be good, bad, or um, uh, neutral, and also. Um, so you get the choice of whether you are. Isn't this like similar to how Infamous allowed you to to choose if you wanted to be good or evil? Yeah, by uh, your. By your decision, like even small, small, tiny things can change the game. 
Okay, that's interesting. Um, would you recommend it? Yes, but only for like um people um who will who who love war games, and also like single player because it's only single player, which might be a bit of a letdown for some people. Um, yeah, I do see people that like multiplayer games, um, such as Call of Duty, massive hit. Yeah. Um. Um. Although I am really excited about um, for at Las Vegas. Uh, which we're not going to mention anymore. Why would we not mention it anymore? Because it would have been actually in, in our gaming news, wouldn't it? Um, it will be mentioned when it comes out, because yeah. it's interesting to say some titles, for example, I'd love to talk about Portal 2 coming out. Some titles like Fallout um, Vegas don't seem the most interesting to me. We'll see what audience thinks. Mm, definitely. So... About Fallout 3, what were the bad things? Bad things were only single player. Um, sometimes, like, um, you had no idea where, where, like, you are going. Even though there are hours to help, it might be a bit boring sometimes. And do you like the way that, I assume it's by quests, because um, it seems so similar to Oblivion, do you like the way that sometimes you may have to essentially cross half a map to go and get something? Can you teleport in this one, for example? Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, like in uh, Oblivion, you can tell teleport. So the game mechanics, as uh, you said, are pretty similar. Okay. And um, overall rating, what would you give it out of ten? Oh, this is difficult. I'd probably give him. Um, 7 out of 10, because there are some people who would love this game, and some people who would hate it. Um, thanks for your review, Stefano. We're just gonna go now, and... Do we have another review? Hmm... Wonder what this sound means. Now, Stefano's been trying out a new gaming service, which allows you to rent games. What happens is... For the price of starting at just under £4 a month, you can rent one game a month. Packages go up to unlimited um, per month, and obviously that's going to be around 30 games a month maximum. You can keep from one to two games at a time, and this is all available at boomerangrentals.co.uk. That's boomerangrentals.co.uk. Now, Stefano, you've been trying out this service for about three weeks now. What do you think of it? Well, Giovanni, I really like Boomerang, and for the first part of Boomerang, I'm going to talk about the speed of the games arriving. This is only one to two days, which is really, really quick. So, um... From the time that you send the game in, so say we send the game in on Monday and they get it on Tuesday, when would you expect to have the next game? Well, at least Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah, I've noticed that sometimes it can be stretched up to Friday, but that depends on the games in your list. So, um, let's just take a quick look at the packages they're offering. The cheapest one is £3.49 a month, and that is one game per month. And it goes all the way up to £26 um, pounds per month, where you get four different games um, at a time. 
and no maximum. There's also the unlimited priority package, which is basically you get um, a top priority of all your rentals, and you receive more top choices and more new releases. This costs about £16 a month, and you can have two at a time with no maximum. The cheapest unlimited is £9.99 a month for one game at a time and unlimited games. And one of the most popular packages is actually the Unlimited 2, which is £14 a month with two games at a time and no maximum. That means the time that you're waiting from sending one game to receiving the next, you can be playing your second disc. So, um, I think the prices are quite reasonable. What do you think? Yeah, I think the prices are really, really, really good. Um, of course, you don't get to keep the games, but they do have a feature which is called Keep It. And what this means is that after renting the game, you click on Keep It and you can get the game for a discounted price. I really, really like this feature because um, certain games, like I was taking a look at the new Silent Hill, and I don't know if it's a good game or not, haven't had the chance to play it yet, but to Keep It with an ex-rental game was only £4.99. And for that price, they send you all the case and manuals for free, which is really, really worth it. Um, now, okay, so the game, the way that the game rental list works is you're browsing the site and you select um, the game that you'd like to rent. You click on Add. So let me just take a look. Let's say I want to add a PlayStation 3 game. Click on PlayStation 3 at the top, and once you select your game, you click on either... You can click on buy it if you'd like to buy it for when it comes out. Um, or if it's out now, you can get it straight away. And you can rent it. You can also reserve it if it still hasn't come out. And that's the same as a pre-order, basically. Some games um, will have a little red dot next to rent it, which means that it's in low um, supply. It means that there's high demand, which means you'll probably have a very long wait for it. If it's green, that's a lot shorter wait. I was actually really surprised with Heavy Rain. It just has just come out, and it's been green all the time, which means that they've probably bought a lot of copies to settle for the demand. I've seen they don't only have one copy of each, because um, it, they always seem to have green in all the ones we want. So tell us your experience of how, how it went for you. So you chose five or six games... And um, did your best get dispatched, or did you get good games? What do you think? Well, um, I think this is a really good idea. Although, um, I don't actually like the way that, like, if uh, like you have a game at the bottom of uh, your list, it might send you that game instead of the one... On top of your list. Well, I, I don't think that actually ever happened to us. We've we've had games of the second and third priority, but obviously if you do have red ones at the top, it will actually slow down your list. So everything below it will take longer to arrive as well. Yeah, but the thing is, um, now that we have Fall of Free, which is, which is from Boomerang, um, um, that was like fourth on like my list. And Heavy Rain was at the top and was green. So... Yeah, I understand. But of course, if someone else... If they do have number four in demand for you, 
and they have someone else's, someone else only has Heavy Rain as their number one, then they will send them that game instead of to you because they they want to have a, they want each one of you to have a game. But if he is green, I don't really see why you we shouldn't be getting it straight away. Um, I really really do like the keep it feature, which for example Fallout Three you can pay twenty one twenty five pound now and we'll get to keep it. So what we've decided to do now in order to kind of you could say trick the system, is we've removed every other game from our rental queue, and we've only had Heavy Rain there. And how do you think that's going to work out? Well, I think this is going to work out really, really good when like, we send back um, full of we. Now, it's also important to mention that Boomerang does, in fact, offer a three-week free trial option. And no matter what package you choose, you get free games over a course of three weeks, so that gives you about a week's play each game. And we've really been enjoying that. It's a really good way to try the service without having to commit yourself to it. Well, um, this is really good as, like, you can have free games in those three weeks. Yeah, you can always cancel after the three weeks if you don't like the service, but, hey, try it out. It's three weeks um, for free, and that's free games. Um, obviously, if you only use one game during that time, at the end of the three weeks, you don't get another two rentals for free. We're actually on the value one package, which is a three ninety nine a month. So over a year, ends up at about forty eight pounds, which is about the price of one new game. So if we get to play twelve games for that price, um, that's fantastic. Also, realistically, we probably won't be playing games that we've already. Bought, so you know when you buy a new game, most likely you won't be playing it again later on. You may come back to it, but of course, if you, whenever you do want to come back to it, there's a chance you'll be able to just buy it cheaply anyway. So this really is a very economical way of playing games. Um, it is the cheapest and best service of its kind I've seen in the UK, and we want to give it the thumbs up. Also, another good feature is that if you recommend a friend play and to sign up at Boomerang, you'll also get three months added to your credit. So if you can get some friends to sign up, you'll get three months added to your games, which means three months of games, which is really, really good. So, got to say, I really like it, and thank you, Boomerang. Any final words to say, um, Stefano? I have to agree with you because I find Boomerang the cheapest UK service out there. And um, just want to say that Boomerang did not pay us for this sponsorship. If they'd like to, that would be really good. But um, this is completely impartial review. We do make all our reviews impartial no matter who is sponsoring us at the time. It's now time for our game of the week. So, we've selected an iPhone game this week, which um, will not be unusual considering the amount of free games that come out, the amount of really low price games that come out for the iPhone and the iPod Touch. And this week we have chosen Plant vs Zombies. You may know about this game, it's been out for the PC for quite a while. Stefan has actually played this. Yes, um, 
I think this is really, really good because some people may think this really different to other people, but I just think this is a really, really amazing game because of all of the features and and different things that that you have to do, which keeps you wrapped on for a really long time. So, um, before we get into saying what how amazing the game actually is. I want to tell people what the game is actually about. It's actually essentially a tower defense game. But what's the twist they have? Um, the twist that they have is this. Well, it's clearly obvious, isn't it? We don't have ships or anything like that. We have plants and we have zombies. The things coming to attack you, and in this case your house, are zombies. And to, def to fend them off and to defend yourself... You don't use weapons, no, you use plants. Because if a zombie comes, you throw a plant them and they are dead. Well, that isn't actually the case because the, because the yeah. plants actually do attack. So. No, no, it's actually scientifically proven. Because uh, usually you see peas throwing like, peas at each other, don't you? And yeah. plants just attacking each other. Yeah. Well, no. But um, that's what makes this game so good. It, with the willing suspension of disbelief that it allows us to have... Um, you essentially get a game which you probably wouldn't think would be enjoyable when you think about a game which involves plants and zombies. Not the best combination in the world, probably, but wow, they have managed to make something amazing. It has so many mini-games. Is there anything like the full game? Um, well, it is nearly like the full game, except for the full game on a PC. It has um like different like levels in uh, the mini games apart from like the actual mini games in the in the story mode. So yeah, the story mode. Story. Story mode. Story. So there are two modes. There is um adventure mode. Is it which is the story mode? Yeah. And we have quick play. Quick play, which is same as the free play mode. Which as soon as you complete it, it allows you to just go back and play any level. Um. Now, why is the game so addictive? They make each level just, just about difficult enough to complete. Yeah, they really do for both PC and. Um... Yeah, it's it's essentially the same game. Um, what I want to talk about is the fact that they've also introduced money into it. So, this money that you get to keep can be used to buy extra plants. There's also achievements, which um, I think are not present in the PC version. Yeah, they're not. Although money is... Okay, so that's interesting. Um, although money in uh, the PC game is is a lot better as, um, as, as like, um, uh, as, um, uh, you get, as uh, you get to buy go um, gardens and stuff, which I'll talk about it now. Basically, um, basically, um, uh, you water your plant, feed it, and is this? this and, but this is not part of the iPod version, so you can you can mention it because yeah. well, the PC versions are available for around eight pounds, and the iPod Touch around one pound eighty. So this is in the PC version, which I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, um, uh, on the PC version, there's a free mode adventure. Survival and I and I think it's mini games. I can't think of it on the top of my head now. And I and it's 
pretty, pretty good. Except the bad thing about the PC game is that it doesn't have achievements at all. Okay, so for £1.80, you'll be turned into a zombie by playing it on your iPod or iPhone. Seriously, this game will be addictive. I, I have never got addicted to a game before this much. And I've heard people say, oh, these games are addictive. Well, this one was way too addictive. Battery life, just want to mention this game is very, very CPU intensive. It will not be a game like the Moron Test or a basic game like that, which will use maybe 5% of battery life an hour. This will go through 30-40% of your battery life every 45 minutes or so. It is very resource intensive. Um, um, the, um, the last time I played a game like this, like so addictive, would have been Portal. Yeah, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't even put Portal on this level. I, I, I would definitely put Portal on this level because of also like the many many games they have. Um, and on that note, that will be the end of our game of the week. it for the first edition of the Gaming UK podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it um, and you'll join us next week for our next edition. We'll have more gaming reviews, more news, more insights into the industry and of course lots more fun. So thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.